1: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, the fan.
3: Ooh, what is this in front of me? Is this a microphone on a Sunday morning? Heyo. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been two weeks since you looked at me. Me and Joe have been chilling.
4: We had some shorties here. You know, what I mean. Really? Popping bottles.
3: Damn, breaking COVID rules and everything, guys. You probably mm-hmm. shouldn't admit that on the air. I mean bottles
4: of water. Like, where did you we're not gonna end by shorties, we mean Big Joe was here.
3: There you go. Yeah. So. it's Medium Joe, first of all. Hey, he's, um, he's big. He's gonna be much bigger No, but his nickname is Medium Joe. That was a great save, by the way. No. Well, no, it's the truth. <laughs> Popping bottles of water. Popping bottles uh, by of on a, a child. Absolutely. One child yeah. was here. <laughs> bottles of smart water on deck all day. Um how was the last two shows? What did you guys talk about? Was there anything to talk about? No, there was wasn't. There, really. Was there anything at all? There wasn't really. No, I mean just a uh, little
4: blazers? bit
2: of uh, Blazers basketball. Um, just a don't little? don't really want to talk about that. Oh, <laughs>
3: we're gonna talk about it. I know we will. We oh, we're talk, talk yeah. About
4: we talked some Blazers. We talked some you know keys to beating LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> we talked some. Uh, was that
3: segment one second long? And was, you can't.
4: It was it was <laughs> it was pretty. You know we tried to extend it because LeBron is so easy to talk about and we can branch off so. So easily talking any anything LeBron, mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a hot button, especially here in Portland. It's such a hot button. You mentioned LeBron's name and instantly right now there's probably somebody texting in. LeBron's not that good in the first place, man. Yeah, like 36 and you know like 12 or something last night. He's he's pretty good. Uh, we talked about Gary Trent Jr.'s extension.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember your Facebook getting. post where you said extend the man now, and then you made another Facebook post and said, said never it. mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Good hot take. <laughs>
4: hey man, players mess up, man. You know he he was he he had us all. You know he came in for a, a six game. I mean, he stretch. was shooting like
3: sixty five percent from three. Yeah, but
4: you know, and then we forgot it was only for like six games, and then
3: he wasn't shooting like that anymore. He's still pretty good though. He's, I like him. He's he's, got he brings the energy and he he s talks, which is he great. He is. He is.
4: You know. You know. But. You still got to guard guys that are seven, you
3: know, six seven and six eight. Yeah, well, that he's not meant to be guarding LeBron, that's for sure. So, um, okay, so outside the players, what did you guys talk about? What did I miss? Did I miss anything? Uh, we talked baseball. Baseball possibly
4: start uh, possibly stopping. Uh, we both gave our predictions as far as how many more games we think baseball will have All before of them. they actually. They're not stopping. No, they're not going to stop. Yeah. Although another Which game was postponed crazy. for COVID. Today. Which is crazy. Like, they're not going to stop. They're just going to keep being postponed for COVID. So.
2: Also, last Sunday uh, was the morning of when, uh, like, the 77 false positives came back for the NFL.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, from the New Jersey lab, yeah. I was there. Yeah, exactly. So It was, it was, my, fault? It was my, my fault. I figured that. yeah. I, uh, I just hey, looked at button, them, dude? and I shook them up really yeah. viciously, and then I threw them against a wall, and – I don't know. For some reason that caused it to be positive. Yeah. Sorry, NFL. So, yeah, that was a
2: brief uh, little freak out segment there. But um, other than that, I mean, Blazers took up a big, uh, big chunk of it.
3: Playoffs, man. Yeah, I'm very curious. Before we get into the series and, and moving forward for the Blazers, my biggest curiosity was so I. I tried to unplug as much as possible when I was on my my trip, but I did watch the Blazer games. I just didn't engage in social media in the same way that I used to. Right. So I'm very curious how how were the fans reacting throughout the first three or four games of the series? Because game 1 the Blazers win. It was a close game, but you know they kind of pulled away at the end and it was like, "Oh wow, Blazers beat the Lakers. Like maybe this whole Charles Barkley prediction is right. Maybe they actually are the best 8 seed of all time." And then the second game uh was not great. And then the third game, they blew a lead, and they they played well in the first half. And then the fourth game, they, I mean, they just didn't show up. They were losing like thirty to ten immediately. How how are Blazer fans living through it? Because I mean, were they being realistic about it? Was there like, a, well, it is the Lakers after all, or was it, it just kind of like? It,
4: I think ah! I think it took I think it took really to me it took it took one game for everybody to be like, okay, this this could be a problem. So by the two. end of by the end of game three. It was we cooked. It's a wrap because the way uh, – no, not game three, game four. The way game four started – Where you're down by, two to one. By far and away uh, – I don't know about you, Joe, but that's the worst Blazer game I've ever seen in my life.
2: It, that was that. That
4: was by far and away Whoa. the overall worst Blazer game for any team, including the Jail Blazers, that I've ever seen in my life.
2: That was one of those uh... – Reminded me of the Pelican series a couple of years ago. What oh, just no chance. Did. Being
4: yep. ran out of the gym. Yep. Like, the minute the game started, like, there was a symbolic moment of the game where obviously it's on Kobe night, you know, Kobe's birthday, and they were honoring him. And there was a point where the score was 24 to 8.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And as I kind of noticed, I was like, huh, that's – that's pretty cool. And, like, that was, like, an overall kind cool, of – Cool, not
3: the word I would have used.
4: I mean, that was – it was, was – cool f- for him, me, I'm – you know, you already know me. I'm I'm Kobe fan number one. So uh, that was kind of a cool, like – Especially old, like against against the, highlight. against the Blazers, you know, at that point on his birthday. Like, I mean, that, that doesn't work out any better if you're, like, a Kobe fan or a, a fan of just basketball. But if you are a fan of basketball on the other side and you're a Blazer fan – it was a sloppy, sloppy game, and it was like the you 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 all of a sudden saw that man if L A is rolling and if they're motivated, can let's just be real, they weren't motivated to play in the bubble. Like what did they have? What did they have to really gain? Somebody getting hurt, maybe LeBron didn't or Anthony they Davis. The one
3: seed like two games into the yeah, bubble. it
4: was a, it was a, it was a wrap. They didn't need to do any of that stuff. They could have really went out there and tanked and still been a first or second seed, and it would have been all good. You know, like they're still gonna steamroll through everybody. LeBron hasn't always been a one seed when he's won a championship. Let's put that out there. Not all the one seeds win championships every year. It all. It, I mean, that is true. You know, like I'm trying to think of like the ones that we. I mean, Golden State, the 2001 Lakers. Um, who else? Warriors. Uh yeah, Golden State. Yeah, so I mean, the yeah. that's that's Spurs one seed. The, the Spurs, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure the they Spurs. were. At yeah, some point. I'm sure they were at a point. But and the late and the Blazers are not the greatest eighth seed of all time. No, apparently not. The Golden State Warriors are the greatest eighth seed of all time <laughs> because they actually won. They actually went in and beat. <laughs> they're the only one to beat a uh, a one in a best of seven series. So Baron Davis was unstoppable in that series. And then when he dunked on uh, was it a uh, Karolinko on the second round, I was like yeah, this dude is ready. <laughs> this dude was ready. But it was just overall, like I think most Blazer fans, you're obviously pissed because you want your team to win. And honestly, to be real, I think we all we all thought they had a chance. You know, just when you look at the rosters, I think the Blazers had a better roster than what the Lakers had. It's just the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis at the end of the day. And whenever you got those two game-changing, once-in-a-lifetime players, like Anthony Davis is a seven-footer who used to be a point guard and can shoot threes and dribble and jump out the gym and dunk on you and block shots. Like, and you know what's weird to me? And this is kind of jumping around a little bit. LeBron is the MVP candidate, right? Sure. But Anthony Davis leads the team in every single category except assists. Like, literally everything. Minutes played, points, uh, rebounds, blocks, every every stat line, like, I outside of assists. Obviously, LeBron means a
3: lot, but. I think it's because, at least for me, when I watched the Lakers play, which wasn't a ton this year, but, you know, obviously in this series, who was more impactful? LeBron. When LeBron was on the floor, uh, he was always making a difference. Anthony Davis was either great or terrible this all I, series. All I know
4: is Anthony Davis has been the best player on the floor for every game the Blazers have played against the Lakers.
3: That's not true. Absolutely. That's no, true. Definitely not. Because in game Anthony one, Davis game had six one, he was... six points. Game one, he was terrible. And
4: he had six points going into uh, – Game to, two, uh, he missed
3: almost every shot, and but he came, got a lot of free throws. And then
4: came back and ended the game with like 29. So he was he not had the a, best player on the he floor. He had a 23-point – Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor. Obviously, LeBron James is is that dude, you know, but
3: – LeBron uh, was the best player on the floor every yeah,
4: game. LeBron, oh, last night, he every for game. sure was. That's every for sure. Game. He definitely was last night. But Anthony Davis, without him, like how – far, How far did LeBron go with, with Dwight Howard? How far does LeBron
3: go with Javel you know, McGee? No, know. You,
4: you know. You know. No, he's, I It's not that far. You know that. LeBron, Kyle, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma's LeBron not going to change a that LeBron made the finals much.
3: with worse players than that. In the
4: Eastern Conference. Yeah, he could tell the that. whole story. He made the, made the finals in the Eastern Conference, and he went absolutely bananas in that game against an older Detroit team. Uh,
3: so we're going to talk Blazers moving forward today. Because, you know, yesterday's game was it was a formality. We all knew they were going to lose the game. Lillard was out of the bubble already. They put up a good fight. They tied the game in the early part of the fourth quarter before, you know, losing again. But uh, CJ played well. Uh, Trent played well. of stepped up. So it was good to see them put some fight in. I thought they might have just kind of rolled over and died at that point. Uh, so we'll talk about that today on the show. Uh, we will also talk about the boycott in the NBA bubble and the general sports boycotting that has happened this week. And what it means moving forward. Uh, Chowick Bozeman passed away. Cliff Robinson passed away. We'll get to that at some point on the show. Um, text us 503 250 1080. And then uh, that's the fan text line. You can also find us on Twitter. Stations at 1080 The Fan. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade 503. Uh, quick shameless plug um, if you like beer, <laughs> uh, if you like West Coast IPAs, uh, we on the Beers on Us podcast, me and Patrick uh, collabed with Berelick Brewing to make a beer that came out on Thursday. Uh, so if you uh, if you're interested in trying the beer, we think it's very very good. Um, oh yeah, Joe tried. Did you try it?
2: I finally had it last night, and uh, yeah,
3: pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty I would damn say so. Good. Really?
2: Uh, I seriously, I drink that thing, and it's a, like in a Tall Boy can, mm-hmm. and I drink that thing and less than 10 minutes yeah maybe?
3: it's 7.2 percent you got to be careful oh. it's very crushable for how high uh,
4: tell us a whole lot about yourself joe
2: well it was very tasty it was like i couldn't get enough food. it was My- like mickey's uh no
3: it was great. much better than mickey's <laughs> great
2: uh so <laughs> if you want better if you want to get it
3: uh go to either of the berelic locations the one on uh southeast 11th or the Look one at on you Northeast getting your Falls own and then you can also do home delivery. So if you want to get it from them, you just go to their site and they deliver it right to your home.
4: Look at you, big
3: time. It's called with your beer own of the beer. week and it's great. And That's I'm getting awesome. a lot of good reviews for it, which is very exciting. That's awesome. Man. I Congrats, went out there yesterday man. and a couple of people were there, were listeners. were like, Hey, we like your beer. Yeah. yeah I know like, you cool. and you and
4: Patrick have been doing your thing for a little bit on the on the podcast. Two man, years now. on us, but absolutely two God. year anniversary. This is why.
3: Congrats what we do the, on that, beer bro. Thing. Thank you. So Indeed. uh if you, if you like West Coast IPAs, this one is uh, quite good and very easy to drink, as Joe said. I'm
2: telling you, crush be, that thing. Be, like... ver- be very careful, though, because it's 7.2%. Oh, I was feeling it for sure. But, yeah, <laughs> Joe it was, was going
4: through something to crush that that fast.
2: Hey, I had fajitas last night, good little dinner, and I wanted a nice beer to go with it. And the beer of the week definitely you know, paired well. You
3: know what's funny, Joe? You say you had fajitas last night. I was, I was scanning through segments for the best of on Friday. And you were talking about fajitas in one of the segments. Fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely I think it was in the news segment I picked. It was like National Fajita Day. And you were like really, really supporting (laughs) fajitas on (laughs) primetime. Yeah, man. They're wonderful. I think fajitas are. What? Well, I mean, a fajita fajita is the same as a burrito, except it comes out on a sizzling platter and you build it yourself. No, it's not. Which
2: I actually did last night. I brought the, like. Pan out to my table and set it down. Yeah. number, <laughs> Which, number yeah. one,
4: the, usually the the meat is usually different from fajitas. You get more a uh, uh, kind of a a bigger piece of chicken if you're getting chicken, or you get a bigger piece of you know uh, steak the bigger piece whatever. of the same meat. Yeah, that you're um, also having. I mean, what? Um, how many burritos do you have? Like grilled onions or grilled? You know, not all. I mean, what, you go to the fancy place. I forget. You live in like Beaverton. Ah uh, yes, <laughs> fancy forget. Beaverton. Yes. Oh don't <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You live in the the, the fancy part of town. Uh
3: huh. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, you. It's the same filling. You just build it yourself. It's just cool. It's a cool experience because it comes out on a sizzling plate. Yeah, that's a fajita. It tastes good. Well, of course it tastes good, but so does everything else on the menu. Tortillas, man. I would just rather not build it myself. That's all. Just have it pre-built for me. Okay. No,
4: it's one of those things. If you want, you can eat a little. You can eat a lot. It's up to you. How uh, you want you to consume me. it. You know me. I'm eating a lot. Yeah, I'm saying. So you should have no problem with it. Well, well, that's why carnivore. I get the loaded burrito. You don't want to load I'm because... eating a lot
3: without having to build it. It's just extra oh, work, man.
4: It's just be it's a extra work. Eat with your hands, like the
3: original man. It's all good. The original man. Yes, they ate with their hands. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was like referencing a movie. Yeah. No, just like the first people on the planet. Yeah. It's the original, man. The first. The originals. (laughs) The OGs. They hit with their hands. They also didn't speak. So, you know, we've kind of come a long way from there, Rashad. We have,
4: but still, it's okay.
3: All right, we'll start with the Blazers coming up next. Some interesting comments uh, from Carmelo Anthony yesterday after their loss. Don't make a face about that. We all love Mella. We do. That's next. Sports Sunday on The Fan.
1: weekend sports with a difference this is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan
3: 919 Sunday morning Mike Rashad Joe with you until 11 o'clock we do have or Love it coming up at 1030 I'm assuming Rashad is now on a Six game winning streak.
4: He is on a zero game winning streak
3: because we we did we did hate her. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did hate to love it
4: last week. However, we didn't keep score or anything. We just. We but just...
2: Uh, I will say uh, I think I asked like, uh, will Luca win multiple MVPs? And then that day was his triple, du- triple double game yeah. winner, and everybody started, Yeah, everybody started going off about it. I'm like. Hmm. Pretty timely, there, good one, Joe. I predicted this. Good one.
3: Well, so this is this is a very big change for you because whatever I've been out in the past, even if you didn't do it competitively, you would claim winning. And today, you're like,
4: eh. I <laughs> mean, zero game winning streak. We, yeah, because I, you know. It's a forfeit. change. I think a, I,
3: if you're not there, it's a forfeit. So clearly, well, and I, I
4: think I just claimed raised.
2: myself the winner at the very beginning and just fired, off, yeah, just fired off a bunch of point sounds for myself. <laughs> Joe just, Fisher's you know, first win. Yeah, regardless <laughs> of what happens here, I win. So let's just
3: get to it. You
4: uh, can have it. Just saying,
3: this is very strange. You're very competitive about this normally. I am, and you're just kind of like, eh. You know, I've won so much to where do. it's like, oh, oh, easy chair. No. I see. <laughs> I've won so much, it just doesn't mean the same no, thing anymore. Yeah, It's, it's kind just, of lost its luster. It just doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy, too. I know I'm stalling for no reason. Uh, the football season's soon. The NFL season right, is next, soon. Isn't it like Thursday? Or like next week or something like that? Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. that's. I think it's a week or two away, at least. I, just yeah.
4: think, I think, you know what, we... I don't know about you guys on primetime as often, but I don't. we haven't talked about football because I don't really think it's going to happen like that. Well, have you been I, watching Hard Knocks?
3: I have, yes. Um, it's actually been pretty interesting because Hard Knocks sucked for the last few years, and uh, this year is really cool because of COVID, which is weird to say. You have a natural antagonist. It's very different, yeah. and I like it. We should talk about Hard Knocks. I forgot about that. I've been watching all of them, yeah. Um, I think it's going to happen because... They've had a really low amount of positive tests. So, I mean, it'll start. Beyond that, I don't know what's going to happen. I think on the field's going to be very interesting of like, the spread of this thing, right? Um, baseball is naturally socially distanced, but football is not, <laughs> very clearly not. Um, you know, they have that, like, face shield thing that they put on and... Or they're going to put on the masks, but I think it's going to happen. I just think people aren't talking about it because... We got so used to not having sports, and football's not happening right now. So you're just like, yeah, football, right? Everyone out here is like, oh, my God, the pac is not playing, and the, the Big Ten is now changing their mind maybe, and this and that and the other thing. And I don't know. It just feels like once football starts, it's going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, we'll be glued. It's here.
4: We'll be glued just because it's it's still football. And I think more than anything, much like the bubble and much like baseball, we just want to see what it looks like. You know, I think there's, there's an – Overall, kind of this this big curiosity for all of us because it none is of us, next
3: Thursday. You are right.
4: Yeah, none of us understand exactly what this is supposed to look like now, and how many people are going to be on the sidelines, and you know what are? It's it's just there's a lot of stuff that you just don't know. Are they going to pipe and sound like it sound, looks like basketball has been doing, baseball has been doing? Like, are they actually going to have fans and people there? Actually, uh, AEW wrestling, they're one of the they had like a. Their arena was like fifteen percent full, mm. which is nothing. You know what I mean? Like some but, NFL stadiums
3: might yeah. be allowing, might be allowing fans, or at least I've seen some stadiums talking about percentages and stuff.
4: Yeah, but it was one of those things. After seeing uh, so many events without any fans, those that little fifteen percent of a crowd, it, it it mattered a little bit. Like I mean, it was it was weird, but you could at least kind of hear them. So I'm curious of what they're gonna do um, for the fans. The NFL has openly said like we plan on having football, we plan on having fans there. It's like OK, but we just I think we don't know the plan and or anything, and it's supposed to start next Thursday. So none of us well know exactly like the, the plan that's laid out and how they're going to go about testing and how they're going to go about travel and how they're going to go about, you know, a lot of like it's still a lot of unknowns there. And I think that's why we're all kind of like, oh, it does start next week. Oh. Well,
3: I think we do know what they're going to do. I just don't think that we've necessarily paid attention uh, in the same way that we did when, like, baseball was coming back because it's like, oh, baseball's the first one back. What are they going to do? And then the bubble environment was really interesting. I think I think we know that we're doing daily testing in training camp, and then they're going to move to once every other day testing either now or into the season. Um, and it might be maybe once every three days. I know college football is doing every three days. Um, I mean, they're going to travel and – you know, stadiums are likely going to be empty of no fans. I think some places are, again, talking about maybe bringing fans in. That's up to the states, not up to the, to the league. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting to see. I think NFL teams are going to have a really hard time following all the protocols well. It's a sport with so many people on the field, so many people on the sideline, you know, crowded locker rooms. How are you going to follow those guidelines well? You're already seeing it in hard knocks. They're not all wearing their masks all the time, right? Maybe they don't have to because they're getting tested, but it's just like, it's going to be interesting. You're right. No, it's uh, it's a week and a half away. How and about you know, that? we're
4: sitting here talking about you know baseball being canceled or you know games continuously being postponed just because somebody's coming up with COVID. Now you're talking, take a baseball team, and multiply it by four or three. How many guys? How many guys are on a baseball team?
3: Fifteen, twenty uh
4: twenty five. Twenty five. So multiply it by two and then add, you know, a few
3: more. Actually they made it even more this year. It's like fifty eight. Fifty eight, right?
4: Yeah. So yeah. So multiply it by two. And there you go. That's the a number of problems that you'll probably end up having at some point during the season. How many games are they supposed to have? Are they gonna play the whole sixteen? Almost are supposed to. It's it's I just don't see it happening. I mean, honestly, what are they no, going to do? There's yeah. no bubble situation like the NBA to where they can contain it, control everyone and make sure no one gets in and no one gets out and all those little, like there's there's no way to really. And there's less that
3: and there's less games than baseball. So having a couple of postponements is a much bigger deal. in the Absolutely. NFL.
4: Absolutely. A game gets pushed off a week or a, a couple of weeks or to the end of the season where they have to play another Thursday game or something corny like that. Like, yeah, you're looking at some I don't think you there. could do that.
3: You can't. I don't think. I don't think you could double up in a week for a team. You can't do that. And
4: and really, if you do have to play games that are postponed, that means you're gonna have to push your playoffs back another couple weeks, or that's gonna be impossible. Just because you don't know what other places might may have set up, but I'm pretty sure they have nothing. But there's, there's still also, the travel issue, and how are they gonna do that? And is everybody um, gonna be like? I mean, there's there's if you're Seattle, you're the furthest NFL team away from everybody. That so that's a problem getting somewhere and playing somewhere else and having to go across the country. And, yeah, that's a that's a big issue. So the
3: other weird thing is they're not doing modified schedules. The schedules are just the schedule like the in baseball. They're doing regional schedules, yeah, right? Which makes sense. It, I mean, it's still travel. It's still air travel. But apparently air travel has actually been very safe uh, in terms of when they have, like, tried to trace where COVID has started. Airplanes have not been the place. Because they've already got the filters in the planes to recirculate the air, and they they increase the amount of air recirculation and and reusing that they were doing. Uh, plus, most people are wearing masks on on the planes anyway. Uh, I think planes are actually not that bad. I know it sounds bad, like I'm in a giant metal tube with a ton of other people, and it's recirculated air. Like that seems like the worst place for COVID to spread. It's actually been okay. So that's and if you're on a private jet, and or not private jet, but you're on your own plane, plane, the team plane. And you've been tested every other day. That's probably not that bad. It's probably not that bad.
4: No, it's it's probably not that bad. However, it's going to be you,
3: up to the players. You're
4: talking about 50, 58 players to you not know, so not mess 56, up. is it now?
3: Uh, it's somewhere over there. Yeah. I don't know. They, they increased it and then they decreased it. I don't know what the number is, but it's in the 50s. I know that. Um and it's not 53. It's higher than 53. No, it used to
4: be 53. Now it's 56 or eight, one of those two. Something
3: like that. Um, it's up on, up to the players to not mess up. Because the baseball players, in the beginning, the Marlins, the Cardinals, their rumors, they messed up, right? They weren't taking it very seriously. You have the two Indians pitchers. And Zach Pleszak and Mike Clevenger, who went and partied with friends in Chicago like morons. And Pleszak got sent down to the minors for it. And Clevenger got sent down to the Miners for it because they didn't apologize. Yeah. they were like, "Oh, it was fine." Um, so it's up to the players. Yeah, and there's the other. Do you thing. trust all the NFL players in every team? I no. know, <laughs> no. To be to to just go home
4: or be with your teammates for five months and that's all you do? No, these dudes are going to go and find some 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 women somewhere. They're going to go and do a whole lot of stuff just because, like. That's what you do as a professional athlete. And, like, so to tell anybody, if you just told us, just let's just let's just not even make this a professional athlete thing. Let's just say us, regular guys, regular jobs. If you told us all we could do is go to work and then go home and be with your family, as much as we love our families, we would go crazy. That's just what it is. So there's, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to the bar. I'm going to go to somewhere and grab some beers. I'm going to go somewhere and hang out with someone and play some madden or cards or dominoes you, or whatever the case is. Are you is. willing
3: to risk a suspension or punishment if you do that and get caught?
4: And and I think because that's the NFL
3: the, just like you know in baseball, like they'll impose punishments on it.
4: And I think that's the the big thing is like the, these guys are some of them are gonna gonna risk that. You're talking
1: NFL sixteen players. games,
4: yeah. talking four months, and then playoffs. Like if you make the playoffs, like man. That's, that's that's a lot doing. And then I get to be in the comfort of my own home. That's not even saying I have to leave. That means, hey, man, come over to the house. I'm barbecuing today. Or my wife made, I don't know, it or gumbo or whatever your wife makes. You know, just come over and hang out. Oh, you think I'm just going to kick it by myself? Or, no, absolutely no. And this is just, and this is me, a regular person, not an NFL player without the money like that. Please, man. Oh, you're not regular. Out. You're special. Yeah, well, that's what my
3: mom told me and <laughs> my teachers. Teacher's pet, huh? I see, I see. Uh,
4: Something like that.
3: Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into the Blazers next. Melo had some interesting comments after the loss yesterday. First, though, Joe has sports.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.36
3: Sunday morning a nice crisp feel outside today it's like 55 degrees it's a, little, a little chilly i love it man. i like it a lot too yeah
4: and we know it's going to warm up a little bit here well, yeah, in a while a but, it'll be
3: fine it'll but, still be like 80 today but no but this is this is cool you know I opened is, the window last night absolutely some cool air fresh nice air came breeze. in the bedroom Did, it didn't was need fantastic a fan. yeah it
4: didn't need a fan or the air didn't conditioner need for a a while. fan
3: no i still use the fan because oh, still i'm not a it? communist no yeah.
4: well, okay well there you go but i just let the that air come in i was like ah that's nice
3: I'll leave a fan good. on 24-7 all year round just to get a little, little circulation in. The noise is nice, a little um, white noise.
4: I guess. No, and it's I, cold. I like to
3: sleep cold, man. Make it as cold as humanly possible in my bedroom. I love it.
4: No, I don't want to be that cold.
3: Why? It's because comfortable. You put more blankets on. If you want to be warmer, It's uh, you got both. You want you want to stick no, your foot I'll out like into the cold, a, a that's nice, cool. A nice chill, but, I mean, cold is like, yeah,
4: especially during the winter and stuff like that. That's not fun.
3: I leave my window open in the winter a little bit. Yeah, you're tripping. <laughs> I, I crack it enough to just where the cold air is just blowing on me. Yeah, you you're bugging. It's great. I'm not no. I'm I'm enjoying my very comfortable bed, actually. Thank you. Uh, all right. So the Blazers season is over. They fall to the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. And uh I, I don't really want to talk about the series too much. We all know what happened in it. The but Lakers we, but we should.
4: I mean, only because... The Lakers were the better team. But yes, but you also saw if the Blazers are going to compete, they've got to improve in so many different ways. And yes, the Bla- the Lakers are the better team because they had two of the best players in the world. There were still times where they got beat by guys that... Man, Quintav- I can't even say his name. Quintavious Caldwell Pope. Quintavious. Quintavious. Quintavious that guy's not supposed to beat you. And there was a couple times where he had some big buckets and big moments to where the, the put the Blazers in a deeper hole. So I agree, like we shouldn't dwell on it. But at the same time, I think it's important
3: that we address that. Yeah, there's, there's still some holes that need to be filled. There's plenty of holes. Uh, the reason I said I don't feel like we need to talk about it is because it's the same conversation we have every single year. You play a really good playoff team, a team that is much better than you. Last year, it was the Warriors. The year before that, it was the, war- the Warriors. The year before that, it was the Pelicans. Uh, this year, it's the Lakers. Every team you lose to exposes a ton of holes for the Blazers. And they've tried to fill them every offseason, and they've tried to do things here and there, and you've made some moves that have been good and some moves that have been bad, but you just haven't had that that one offseason where it just all clicks, right? Um, and that's just, it's, it's the same. It's the same story, which is why I don't want I don't want to dwell too much on it. What I do want to look at is moving forward for Portland, what do you want to see them do to improve the team so that they can compete with the Lakers uh, or hell not have to play the Lakers until the last series in the West, right? Uh, is it just, they need to get fully healthy. Is it just next year you have a healthy Dame, a healthy Nurk, a healthy CJ, uh, Rodney hood is back. Trevor Ariza I think has one more year left on his deal. And you know, you get another year with Gary Trent jr. Improving and maybe Ant Simons is not a total sham. And, you know, well, hey, we'll just roll it back out there next year fully healthy and see what happens because we were supposed to be a a three or four seed that way anyway. Or do you try to make massive changes? Uh, I'm curious what a lot of fans think. So text 503-250-1080 because I think a lot of the times Portland fans fall into the trap of, well, we'll blame the injuries, but our players are good enough. And I'm not so sure I buy that this time. I think that. You've got good players. You have a good team, fully healthy. It's a good team, but even fully healthy, you run into the Lakers. You're still not beating the Lakers. How do you beat the Lakers? That's the key, and that's kind of why I'm like, I think you need to try to really swing big this off season. Really, really make that massive move. That's what. I, that's kind of how I'm viewing it.
4: I mean, I'm 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 with you. You know, I, it, it's hard to say what piece you have to give up to do that, though. You know, it's it's hard for me to completely um, kind of turn my back on on, uh, CJ McCollum. Um, Unfortunately, like, CJ in so many different ways has been the Blazers' savior. Like, it's been Dame, yes, obviously. Dame is the the face of the band. He's the, you know, he's the leader. He's Justin Timberlake. We all know that, you know. Um, But when we look back through the Blazers, actually one significant playoff run that they had, which was last year. And losing to the Golden State Warriors in the final, in the conference finals, it was C.J. McCollum that put them over the hump. Get first series Dame in five games. Think it was think it was Blazers yep. in five. Dame was gassed because I think he had so much to prove to Westbrook and to Paul George that yeah I'm better than you, and I can I, I can compete at a higher level than you in the playoffs. Got to the second round. That was C.J. McCollum's round. Because there was a lot of games where he bought them back and then took the lead in overtime and overtime stuff. CJ was that guy. We saw him even during the bubble when uh they really, really needed a bucket with a with the fractured back that he won't need surgery for. Just six to just eight weeks. Just two of, months of rest. Yeah, just six to eight weeks of rest. Uh was no, still, no big deal. Yeah. Was still able to go out there and compete at a high level for you last night, uh, obviously giving you thirty six and seven. Um CJ McCollum is still—he's the only piece that you can part with. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get rid of Nurkic because you don't come across a lot of big
3: men that can. Nurkic is special.
4: That can rebound like that. That can that can shoot. You know, his own little 17 foot jump shot. Uh, I know he's got his well issue. As, I know he's
3: got his issues, but his type of player is very rare in the league. I now. think
4: Yusuf Nurkic is a player that's built for the regular season. You know, and he's built for uh, for that run. You know, and. Right now, we saw a guy who was really, he was out of breath. He was, he didn't have it, you know, at certain points. You can see that he was still working himself into basketball shape. And if we're being honest, he was, this is the first 10 games of an actual NBA season. First, excuse me, 13 games of an actual NBA season. Like, you know, I can imagine him being kind of gassed right now because he doesn't really have his legs underneath him. So you can't get rid of Nurkic because he is valuable. And you saw how good the Blazers actually are when he's able to be on the floor that high screen that high pick and roll uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, Nurkic can do and then he can pass uh, from that screening position from that uh pick and roll spot so it's And just, these
3: playoffs he's showing he's, he can hit the 3 too.
4: And so he's he's and he's kind of, you know, opened up his game and showing that he's comfortable more than that he's comfortable with taking that three pointer now. You know, before we we may have seen him doing it but I think for us we were uncomfortable seeing him yeah, do it. It was that. like no no yeah, no 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 we're, no. we're still uncomfortable watching Zach shoot those threes even though a couple of them went in. But I'm we uncomfortable were still watching Zach play. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's one of those changes. In Portland and I'm from Portland, bro. We love mediocre players we fall in love with them we fall in love with rudy i've been here long enough i know we fall in love with sergio uh rodriguez my first
3: experience with this was thomas robinson people here loved thomas 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 robinson Robinson.
4: t rob he was terrible why you know it was one of those like they we fall in love with these guys that just are such they're hard workers and they're this they're not good nba players Mm -hmm. that's just What they're not, and right now the Blazers have like the scrappiness,
3: like fits the Portland personality. Yeah, but that's and
4: that's why they haven't won anything since 1977. Go get a superstar like you had with Bill Walton. That's what you need, and then pair him with some guys like Maurice Lucas and some other dogs around him. You might be able to get somewhere. You know, get a Clyde Drexler and a a Jerome Kersey and and a Terry Porter, and then you might be able to 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 get somewhere. Like you're not gonna win if it's uh, Dame Nurkic and Gabriel. And Anthony Anthony Simons is on the floor, No. and Mario Hazonia. Like God. these are guys that you're just not Mario going Hazonia to win Mario Hazonia
3: needs to never step foot on the court for the Blazers again.
4: So yes, I'm with you. They need Please. to. They need. They need to make a a huge, huge uh, la- swing because at this point they're not going to win with this roster. Last year is.
3: we thought they made kind of a big swing, right? Bringing in Whiteside, you're like, oh wow, they traded for Hassan Whiteside. I don't think we realized just how. Um, not great Whiteside was especially compared to his numbers although now people want to want to see him come back on the bench I guess on the bench yeah he'd probably be the best backup center in the league at that point if he's willing to play off the bench um I don't know if I feel quite as passionately about that as some other people that I've heard like oh yeah bring Whiteside back uh I just don't he just doesn't try hard man I mean like he goes out there and he plays hard like once every four games and you're like okay white cool. side
4: is lost a lot of times on the floor it's like he has his look on his face like what
3: it's because what he's not, happened. It's because he's not putting the energy in,
4: and he's just. And this is this was his issue in Miami. This yes. is why he had issues with bolster. That's why the Heat fans hated him. They can obviously tell that he was just he played with half of his heart. And I think you know, as 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 good as Whiteside could be, unfortunately, he doesn't. I don't really, I don't want to say he doesn't want to be, but he just he hasn't shown anybody that he's willing to do this on a consistent basis. You see, when he wants to be good, like man, he's good. He's really good, you know. He mm. he's he, man, he, any guy that can come off the bench and get you an easy 15 rebounds. Like, that's a that's a like special player. That's a special player. That's why I was saying when I was saying, if it's between Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee versus Hassan Whiteside and Yusuf Nurkic, I'm taking the Blazers bigs all day if it's like that. You know, because I think Whiteside is still better than McGee. McGee at least tries hard. You know, he makes a bunch of bonehead mistakes, but you can never say that JaVale McGee isn't giving his 100%. That's true. You can never, ever say that. You can say Dwight Howard played with no pass. You can never say that Dwight Howard didn't play hard. At at any point in his career, you know, you say he's soft, says whatever, he always played hard. We can't say that about Whiteside.
3: That's true. That is very true. Uh, One note, too, is that the last two injuries that were like Nurkic's, which were Paul George and Gordon Hayward, when they came back, they were on very strict minutes restrictions, and they didn't play every game. Nurkic came back and played almost 40 minutes a game and was was playing every game. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder he was gassed. It's no wonder he looked completely dead to rights at the end of game four. He missed a bunch of bunnies. He just looked exhausted. You know, you come back from an injury like that, it takes you time, and the Blazers didn't have time to no, give him. No time. So hopefully the offseason will be good for him. Uh, I promise I want to get to the Mellow Comments coming up next. I have the article open right in front of me. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And, uh, you know, who who are you keeping around? So how do you build this team next year? That's next, Sports Sunday on The Fan.
1: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: 503-250-1080 is the text line. Let us know what you want to see the Blazers do. Moving forward for next year, how many of the current players you think are going to be able to put them back into the upper echelon of the West and how many big uh, swings do they need to take or swinges, as I would say, to, uh, to try to change the team. And we got a bunch of messages. Everybody has something to say. Carmelo Anthony good. may be coming back to Portland. If Portland will have him. Um, he said yesterday when asked, uh, What he wants to do next year, he says, I pray that it can be Portland. I think I found a home in Portland. Um, I think you saw it. This is a good fit for me. Whenever you find a situation that's comfortable and allows you to be who you are, you want to stay in that situation. There's no need to try different things when something is working. As a Mellow fan, as a Syracuse fan, and as a Blazers fan, that's great for me. I want Mellow to stay. Mellow's been much, much better than anticipated when the Blazers got him. Everyone thought he was completely done. Right? He barely got his minutes with the Rockets. He got cut. And no one would sign him. And he came back and initially played the four because they needed him to play the four desperately, and he held his own, and he scored some points. Uh, when all the players were healthy, he was okay being the third or fourth option too. He just stood in the corner and hit threes. The, the end of the bubble, the end of the seeding games, I should say. I keep calling it the bubble. In the end of the seeding games, how many big threes did Melo hit just because he was standing behind the three-point line waiting for a pass? Like four, five, almost every game had a three capped off by him. Um, I thought he was very, very good. Now, there were moments against the Lakers where he got a little bit too in his zone. This is me versus LeBron, and I'm going to take 900 shots, and it's all isolation. And, you know, that's the bad mellow, right? I mean, he hits those shots sometimes, but that stagnates the flow of the offense, and that that's that's not good for the team. It's good for him. It's not good for the team. Um, if he is willing to accept a smaller role, especially cause everyone's going to be healthy next year, then yeah, bring Melo back. It's a star, right? It's a national superstar. Maybe not a superstar anymore. Former superstar. He's just, he's a well-known player though. He's a Superstar name, bro. That's what I mean. And that's huge. If you have Lillard and Melo on the team, maybe you get someone to come join you more, um, more easily. So yeah, I mean, bring back Mello if he wants to stay. I think there was this thought that he was leaving for sure, but. And maybe he's just saying that to be nice, but I, if he wants to stay, yeah, bring Melo back. As long as he's okay accepting the role, you're going to give him.
4: I mean, to be honest, like, what do we, what do we expect athletes to say? Man, I hated it here. I can't wait to leave. You know, like, Mello doesn't strike me, and especially for his brand, like, he's going to, uh, he's going to seem incredibly uh, grateful, which he should be, because when nobody else in the NBA was reaching out, it was the Blazers that said. Man, yeah, we got you. But the part about, you know, Melo getting this love right now from Portland is now he's getting it from everybody. You know, Mello's had a couple game winners this year, and the internet love, the Twitter love, the, you know, the they Instagram love, love. love is 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 real. And you saw how much people still respect the name of Carmelo Anthony. Like, let's 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 be real. Like, I think when we look at a player's career, we look at like what's most recent and i guess you know that's that's fair you know we look at the last 4 years of Melo's career and that pretty much sums him up right we forgot that man this dude is in year 17 and the first 13 years were phenomenal absolutely you're talking about one of the greatest scorers he's a top 20
3: scorer individually all time phenomenal.
4: yeah was- individually phenomenal and if this were if he had more nba games to play he would be a top 10 scorer by the end of and it's an 82 game season you know so Carmelo Anthony is a special dude he's been a special talent since he was in high school if you were here if you're from Portland you remember him coming to the Les Schwab Invitational and playing against some of uh, Portland's best players and just absolutely dominating those dudes as a junior in high school and then going on to Syracuse and and winning a national championship you know for Jim Bayheim and then going on the nba after being after being passed up by detroit how dumb do the pistons look the pistons could have had carmelo anthony and at least been able to sustain some of that success that they had you know in early 2000s but instead they thought darko Milicic would be a better player than that dude and Melo just went on to become what a a nine ten time all-star something around there like he's a special player and he had he had a blazer jersey that's the part for me. That's the the coldest part. Every single time I saw Carmelo Anthony on the floor, I'm like, bro, Melo's in a a blazer. Melo's a blazer. Yeah, Melo's a blazer. Like, that's crazy to me, bro. So it made me
3: smile every time. Yeah, it, yeah. It's,
4: it's really one of those things, like man, Carmelo, the three think, point to the yeah, head. Yeah, Car- and- Carmelo Anthony is wearing blazer colors. Man, that's that's super and, super cool. And not pouting, like happy to be here. No, like and you know because it's it's a good spot. The cold part about getting all that love is now everybody loves you. And so you just showed that you can still play this game. And you're looking at LeBron, who's still an MVP candidate in year 17, going into year 18 next year. Like Melo's going to get a lot of looks from a lot of people, a lot of championship teams, a lot of championship contenders are going to be at Melo. So, we, I mean, I would like him to stay as well. But the truth is, like, he's, he's going to be in a position to be with a team to win a championship. Milwaukee's going to call the – the the Lakers are going to call the warriors are going to call. They just figured out that this guy can still play basketball. And that's a good thing. If you're any one of those teams that's in competition for a
3: championship right now. All right, we got a break. I want to get a little bit more into this next, and then we'll move forward to the, uh, the, the boycott or the strike, if you will, that was in the bubble for the last couple of days. I want to, I want to ask both of your guys opinions and the text lines opinions as well, just how, successful you think it was. And if you think it continued to be successful. Uh, so that'll be coming up an hour or two as will hate it or love it coming up at 10 30, but let's uh, wrap up this blazers conversation next. This is sports Sunday on 10, of the fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.